Hello and welcome to Perilous Pursuits, a live D&D podcast where a bunch of us nerdy-ass friends sit around a Zoom call and play D&D. Tonight we follow a fledgling group heading north into Icewind Dale. Warning, some content may not be suitable for all audiences. Uh, Alright, so... Uh... Oh, we'll, let, we'll let Quincy get his microphone. Where did we... Get going. Where did we start? We were at the Cobalt at the start of the previous session, right? You started with you were a talking spider. to Trex. Right, yeah. So we were already there standing with the Cobalt. Okay. You were standing in front of Trex. There was like five or six Cobalt's yeah. behind him. Okay. I think I stood behind Trex and you turned into a spider. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. So, what's the Eddie's voice sound like? We were fighting through the caverns. That what? What is my voice supposed to sound like? That's close. It's good. Okay. It's getting better. <laughs> we fought through the caverns, and uh, we. Uh, okay, so that's not good either. <laughs> we're gonna see how many we can get. How many I'm just gonna close Zoom. There we go. Okay. Uh, previously on. Icewood Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Yeti was standing there with his buddies, but he was a spider. And everyone else did a bunch of talking with kobolds. And after we talked a while, we decided that we would kill them. So we did, but only one of them. And then afterwards, we found a giant skull in a cavern to the south of that. And it was really strange because Mr. Magoo decided it was talking to him. So we tried to take it from him. And he wouldn't let us. And that's where we left off. I feel like you skipped skipped over some very important details in the middle there. Uh, Yeti doesn't know how to recap properly. He didn't. He wasn't paying attention. He was a spider the whole time. I think it's yeah. It's rated. I believe. I believe he got like smacked by some dark necrotic energy, by a spirit that came out of it. Yeah, Yeti took a giant blow of more hit points than anyone else in the group even has in one attack, and then was no longer a spider, and then he ran in fear for the rest of the fight. <laughs> it, uh, it turned out that there was a necrotic energy powering a hyper-intelligent cobalt that uh, once we defeated that cobalt, the rest of the cobalts lost interest in the combat, and we were able to... Uh, communicate with them and have them agree to work for the town. And then we went to the south. And Smoke had a love affair with a giant or somewhere? Some kind of weird canon backstory? That was a different campaign. <laughs> okay, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's that just came out. <laughs> well, um... After the harrowing experience with Trex and uh, uh, ethereal entity that came out of him, um, you guys checked the bag, saw that the bag had some weird magical energy tethering potentially that ghost. You lit it on fire. You nearly blew Ponto up with it because of all of that uh, wispy magical energy. So he, his face kind of just got singed a little bit. Um, you guys dug around in the cavern to the south. Quincy had an experience with the crystal 
um, Yeti and Ponto and Maximus all tried to remove him from the crystal in the sake of doing that. So trickery was had. Uh, people were trying to outwit the other. Uh, in the long run, Quincy came up with this crystal and um, no ill effects were had. Um, he explained that Crystal was talking to him or allowed him to hear something and not much other discussion. Maybe that'll happen in the long rest we're about to have. Um, you guys continued over to the cabin or cavern to the east. You mined some. Hey. I think it's just a still shot is the weirdest thing. It is too, Jason. That is so going to mess me up. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Look at that sexy beast. He's just, um, just got that, the perfect. deadpan face. It's too bad um, you can't just animate the mouth when you talk. That would be like a Muppet. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys mined and got some crystals, um, got some tourmalines or other from the geodes, and you guys decided that it would be a good idea rest up here in the cavern um, what would you guys like to do we're starting this with a long rest it's almost like yeti's description wasn't good enough i just filled it out a bit i also Double. rolled a natural one so there you go <laughs> we we're gonna rest here then huh yeah let's rest I feel like I've been hit. I only have half my health. Yeti will cast good berries and give... Who's... Anybody else need health? Oh, I think we should all have temporary hit points. Oh, well... Uh, you guys going to have to excuse me for a minute? Uh, 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 uh. I gotta go pee. <laughs> Remember, Smoke, you just came across this uh, bucket and you missed out on Quincy being twisted as fuck. Don't trust him anymore. I, I, I have a bucket here, uh, Quincy, and I, I'll help you. I'll hold it while you pee. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> the bucket? On, on the stick. <laughs> Are you going to hold the bucket? No, I'll put the bucket on the floor. <laughs> Aim for the bucket, please. I'll go behind Quincy. Well, if you're holding it, you're the one aiming. <laughs> I will cast Lose your giant cast hands. Will... <laughs> Cat can't scratch it. <laughs> I'm going to uh, cast good berries and I give eight of them to smoke. And then uh, I'll hold on to one and I'll flip one to Maximus and say, hey, we're going to hold on to these just in case someone gets hurt. Just I do have. Hold, I'm holding on to one? Yeah. Okay. I, I do have know. five temporary hit points too. Did that just uh, happen? More. Oh, okay. Didn't well, worry, so. they'll, they'll last until the morning. If something happens tonight, but oh, okay, sure. 
So you guys are gathering up good berries. Uh, what are you doing to make this kind of little cavern a little bit more restful? Are you making a fire? So you have create bonfire, do you not? I do. If he stays up. Well, what? You you have to stay up to keep like casting it. Oh uh, yeah, but I could. We could put a bunch of wood together from this these planks here or something and create the bonfire if we wanted. Rip out a couple blanks. Planks. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe do we get to the other side first before we rest and then use the planks? We'd just throw all these pickaxes we have here. The handles. Yeah. Although, do we want to have a fire in an area where we don't have ventilation? No, no. I mean, there's a central shaft going. Yeah, it's it's a warm through the mine. It is warm down here. We don't need a fire. Oh yeah. Okay, we're fine. We could just put the fire in the barrel on the rope. (laughs) In the middle. This is going to make a really interesting crossing to get across. That's okay. I can turn into a spider. These guys are fucked. So you guys are bedding down. You're getting ready. Um, You don't know what time it is, really. You assume it's somewhere around nighttime. Um, It was warmer in here, though, than outside. Yes, it it is definitely warmer in here. Smoke. It's a good day to be in the cavern. It's good. Um, You guys taking watches? What are we doing? I'll take first watch. I'll take first watch with smoke. Was that Maximus taking a watch? Oh man, he completely taking forgot. First watch, it's weird. Mm. <laughs> At seven p.m. Seven till seven thirty. <laughs> seven forty-five. Come on. Um, so the rest of you kind of find little nooks and crannies to kind of like grab your bedroll and throw it over top of you and just kind of like try and find a spot that was comfortable. Um, guys, you can hear a bit of water in the background as the waterfall is continuing to come down. Uh, little drips here and there of the moisture and the humidity that's in this cavern as, uh, Smoke and Maximus uh, stay up for the watch. Lindsay's going to um, crotch his 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 uh, his jam. Oh, you know what? You're, put you're it in your prison what? wallet. My 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 crystal. I'm just going to put it down in my oh, fuck. private area there. It's your new it's your new piss bucket because he doesn't trust Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's the only reason he took a watch. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good call. But what you don't realize, Quincy, is smoke, he, he wipes you clean every night when you're sleeping just to kind of clean you up and all that. And <laughs> you clean Wipe, wipes your ass. <laughs> See, if you want to make something like that said... <laughs> We're gonna go with something accurate. Cats don't wipe. Oh. <laughs> he just does it for fun. Now we you. take care of the elders back in the in uh, the highlands. 
I'm not only getting used to the rough tongue, I'm starting to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and the gem goes swing. Oh, you catch that's, that that sharp that, edge. Ooh. That's not what went swing. <laughs> so Smoke and Maximus, you're staying up. You guys have a torch lit because both of you can't see in the dark. It's quite dark in this cavern. Pretty sure I can. No, I don't have dark vision, but sure, I'll have a torch lit. I've got lots of torches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got dark vision. Okay, perfect. I, I don't pay attention to who has dark vision. I expect you to. So. Um, you guys are, I don't know, sitting in the middle, sitting at the end. Where are you guys taking your watch? The rest of the people are in the cavern walk around a bit you can walk I'll out probably probably be uh seated here let's okay. let's go sit on the edge maximus enjoy the height mm, that doesn't sound like a good idea but it probably has good acoustics sure let's go sit on the edge we'll sit on the edge Ponto is toxel doing something uh, yeah, Toxol doesn't need to sleep, so Toxol will join the watches. Okay. And I'll just do a little is bit of just, a... Is there, like, some telepathy happening from Toxol to you, or is it just Toxol is just... Toxol is, uh just commanded to watch and to come and wake me up if there's anything of concern that happens so all right sorry go ahead smoke oh i was just going to make a little kind of a a low like a growl just to hear the echo off the off the rocks sure It it is good acoustics roll a performance check That's an 18. Not not loud enough to wake people up, though. No, but I wanted to see how well it went. Uh, you hear this kind of low... You just hear this kind of hum that, have, hear, that happens in this uh, vertical shaft that goes up and down. Um, and you hear just a little bit of a tremor no reverb or no echoing really too much but uh definitely you can you can definitely there is some acoustics here in this cavern here maximus could you imagine having one of your concerts here it would be pretty good maybe we could retrofit this place yeah if we like built a proper stage that spanned this whole cavern you know, um, Anto could do his light show. This could be a real hip gig. If you finish your last tour, maybe the last tour should end up again in Tourmaline. Well, it depends, you know. depends if we're really liked here and there, there's uh, enough people who will pay. You know, maybe we could sell some tickets. You know, because it would cost quite a lot of money to retrofit this mine to, uh, to stage level. 
That uh, bar owner, he really liked you. I bet you you could convince him to retrofit the, the mine. He's probably got money. Well, I'll talk to him. Hi, can I hear your voice in here? Yeah, it kind of has that echo, that reverb. Oh, can I hear you sing, though? I, I'm kind of waiting to hear you sing. And, uh... Maximus will kind of uh, <clears throat> clear his throat and uh, wanting to hear the reverb and the sound, he'll sing out Into the unknown Into the unknown Into the unknown Uh-huh. Make a performance check with advantage. Thank you for backing up from your microphone. Just <laughs> thank you so much. That was just like blasted. So, um, that's a uh, twenty-three. Yeah, uh, I'm amazed. Maximus definitely like just belts out, and the echo that comes off this cavern is just like exploding back at you guys, and you can hear the kobolds scampering forward and they're like and then they could just see Maximus standing on the other side and everybody else kind of like wakes and wakes up and you can hear the, the singing and you just kind of roll back over to go to sleep and it's like takes everyone a little moment or two. Shut up you blowhard! <laughs> that was amazing Maximus unbelievable I've never heard such good singing well, it's, a, it's kind of a treat to have these kinds of acoustics. Can you both make uh, perception checks? Oh, it's almost like 20. Seven. How much for smoke? Three. Three. Um, not much happens on your watch. Not that you can really see anything after like having your little uh, concert happening in the in the central part of this cavern um, yeah you guys don't really other than the kobolds that meander and you can hear them talking over there a little bit as well um, nothing else really happens uh, during your watch or are you going to wake up for second watch I'll not wake up uh, Maria Doc you're gonna wear oh, sorry, uh, Yeti. <laughs> Yeti. And my you're turn. waking up. Uh, I'm going to wake up uh, Quincy. I'd like oh. to uh, see if I can sneak something out of his bag without him noticing. Literally, I'm looking for the gem. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but I'm assuming sure. it's in his bag. It's yeah. yeah, it's beside my bag, next to his bag. Yeah, uh-huh. hidden in the wrinkles. So make a <laughs> sleight of hand check first. That is a twenty-one. Okay, so you're definitely quiet enough and uh, quick enough and depth, like you're able to like slowly move away Quincy without waking him. And now make an investigation check. 
Maximus, what are you doing? Uh, seven. Yeah, you I'm don't. Just, you I'm just see, waking up Quincy. You definitely like smokes. Like, oh, he's just waking up Quincy. It's just, oh, he's just doing a different way. I don't know. Maybe it's a custom of his kind. I don't know. Um, you definitely go through uh, Quincy's like component pouch and backpack a bit, and you can find what you're looking for, but you're, you don't see the crystal anywhere. So whatever item is sort of the crystal size, that was a swipe it. I don't know. Mike, do you have anything the same size as the crystal in your backpack? I mean, the crystal's like maybe three inches by two inches wide. His pill pouch. Crowbar, yeah, my pill pouch. Uh, Hammer. Uh, Hunting... I got a hunting trap. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the size of the crystal. A uh, piton. Uh, yeah, you can take a piton. Yeah, that sounds right. Tinderbox. Yep. I'll swipe a piton. Yeah. Okay. Smoke makes a mental note of another uh, typical tradition on, on how to wake people. So similar to how uh, he met uh, Quincy for the first time. <laughs> Rifle okay. through their bag. No, when you peed on me. Oh, no, I'm so, saying. Oh, yeah. If I have to wake someone up, I'll have to rifle through their bags. Okay. Uh, so Yeti and Quincy, uh, you both get awoken for the second watch. Who? Oh, oh, what? Uh, oh, why are you waking me up? Time for your watch. It's watch, watch time. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you took a watch. Uh, and Quincy gonna adjust his junk as he gets up. Oh, that thing pinches! And then he's gonna inside check. Go right ahead. He's telling the truth. So inside, it's an inside check. Inside check. No, it's not quite inside yet, but. <laughs> I'll go sit over near Quincy there. Quincy's rifling underneath his... Uh... Look like this? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Oh, that's, me- that's not what the skull looks like. But okay, it's a good representation. I don't think Yeti knew that it was a Mind Flayer skull. Nobody said that, so he- it just was a big, long skull to Yeti. It did, uh, Maximus made a history check. He's like, oh, I think I know what that is. Oh, he did say it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Uh, Quincy's going to go sit, sit, uh, stand on uh, against the wall here and, and look up. Uh, um, d- does this hole go up too or what? Yep. Yeah. Goes up yeah. through the other layers as well. Does it go to open air or no? Uh, no, it goes to the top of the cavern. And yeah. It's kind of an oddly shaped like central cavern that somewhat works its way through the mountain. Hey, Quincy. I gotta talk to you for a second. I don't know what happened back there today, but we're a team, so just know I got your back, okay? Oh, okay. 
just like you can tell me stuff if you want and like you don't have to but we got to protect each other out here oh okay all right I, I, I got your back too i guess well no but i like okay thank you i appreciate that oh okay yeah so like if you need to tell me something down the road you can tell me if there's weird shit in your brain or something yeah, he's a grown grown up in a hyper masculine sort of situation, so that was like really emotional for him. He's like has to walk away. It doesn't look Quincy in the eye for twenty four hours. <laughs> uh, I'll just stand nearby down the hallway there. Sure. Quincy kind of dozes in and out of uh, being awake or not. Kind of just like head bobbing and kind of leaning against the wall. Yeah. Staff down, propping yourself up. Uh, my cane. Uh, perception checks? Yes, please. You can make yours as at disadvantage since yeah, you're so. dozing on and off. Oh, there we go. A uh, oh, sorry. So mine's at uh, five. Twenty-three. So, Yeti, you, you're definitely in tune with the senses down here. You can hear the water, the droplets. You feel a little bit of air movement that kind of like ebbs and flows with the movement to the water. And you can feel it kind of rising on the one side and, and moving down with the water on the other. And you can hear the not gentle snores, but the small, just kind of like, just as Quincy's kind of dropping off to sleep a little bit. Quincy, can you roll me a D100? Percentile dice? Is it? Please. Oh, they do. Okay. Interesting. 48%. Perfect. During your dozing off Quincy um, maybe it was the readjusting of your uh, precious package um, maybe it's the way you've got it firmly gripped between your thighs <laughs> wow I don't want to know where this is going uh, it's like turning uh, into tough gloves <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um you hear kind of like background chatter slowly kind of like filtering in. Maybe it's the semi-consciousness state you're in of kind of dozing in and out. Um, you see flashes of images of the wizard's tower as feels like memories are being kind of like pushed into your mind a little bit. Um, get the sense that whatever whatever connection you have made with this being entity you're not quite sure you know of it but not really like oh it was the thing in the wizard's tower on the left side of the room third shelf up that was the thing you, you knocked over and broke and um, it shows you years years of 
your own life of images of you coming in, cleaning, coming in and cleaning. You get the sense that whatever this thing, this thing is probably almost as old as you, if not older. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. It's, some of the people are vague and the images aren't clear, but you definitely get a sense of like when people were like shadows and movement and, you know, you can see the vague images of the wizard's desk and like maybe a, a laboratory set up on the one side that gets moved every like three, four years or whatnot. So you definitely yeah. recognize this place. So I, I also, it, it would, the, the visions would be like through that of a, like a blurry glass. Yeah, a little bit. You can definitely see the fluid. Like, like I said, it's not in focus. It's like you can tell the shapes. It's like, like if you took your glasses off, you were like, "Yeah, that's a desk. That's that's a table. That looks like that unfocused imagery." Okay. Um, Yeti, you just hear not murmurs, but you can just like the dozing in and out of, of Quincy, and. uh I'm just trying to not look every at him. Again. You can't see him from where you are yeah, down the hall. Really so he's around the corner. This is all you're being. You can hear it. I like punch myself a little bit to man up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Yeti, can you get me a D100 as well? Oh, God. Did I also get Mind Flayer? What the hell did they just roll? Uh, eight. Perfect. <laughs> you are a bit homesick. Oh. You miss the cold snow. You miss the wind. The edge of the cliff. You're warm in here. Yeah. yeah. You miss home. Which one? The Yeti home or the Goliath home? Or both of them? bit of both it's mixed feelings for you in this moment you can you have fond memories of of the goliath village growing up and, and kind of some of the, the life lessons that you got taught how to climb how to how to skin how to hunt how to like, do some of those necessities for your tribe and then there's also many fond years of living in the yeti village and just how you feel about the misunderstood race, kind of like yourself, just a big person with not big feelings, but just like a, a regular person. I don't feel at all. I know, but inside. Oh, I'm very tough. I don't feel at all. <laughs> That's what everybody says, too. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, I'm not crying. Exactly. <laughs> so that stoic nature is... Maybe it was the moment you had with Quincy and you were looking at someone else and you just heat. I probably keep my uh, face out of if there's a fire going somewhere nearby. There's not a fire going, but maybe Quincy has. No, Quincy did not. I would a have torch. a torch. I would probably You'd keep a torch lit for my watch, but while yeah, Quin- I was thinking Quincy has this, a torch lit. Okay, good. Well, he'll have his lit then, and I'll make sure my face stays uh, yeah. in the shadows these moments nothing else really happens during a watch it's quite uneventful 
Yeti, it's it's hot down here for you. Yeah, too hot. By the end of the watch, you're just like your your like leathers are off. It's like you're like bare chested, got shorts on. You're like, man, it's not quite enough to take off boots, but it seems like it's getting close. And for last but not least, Ponto. Okay. Who wakes up Ponto? I'll, I'll wake Ponto. Actually, do you wake up Quincy at the end of your watch? What? Because Quincy is kind of sleeping. Eddie, oh, do you yeah. wake Quincy up? I would probably make sure Quincy doesn't fall asleep anywhere near the edge there. So if he's actually falling asleep, I would at least tell him to move back. And then at the end of his watch, uh, I'll make sure he goes to get properly settled. What? what? You startled me. <laughs> Don't fall off, that Quincy. <laughs> so as you wake Quincy from his light slumber, he uh, everyone moves back. Yeti, you go over to Ponto and how are you going to wake him up? One hand just grabs Ponto and throws no, him. No, no, like gentle, like I'll give him a little nudge with a foot, but gentle. Ponto, friend, it's your turn. I will stay yeah. close. You wake me if you need me. Wake up and like shift one side to another and grab all my bags and everything and sort of nod and go over to the mouth of the cavern staying about a foot and a half, two feet away from any of the boards and everything. And mm-hmm. I'll uh, reach into my bag of holding and I'll start taking out tools and lay this like sheet down and I'm laying down all my tools, light a little candle, try to like block most of the light so it doesn't like bother anybody behind me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be tinkering around through my watch and Coxall will take the the blunt of the watch at the front, but I'll be paying attention as I'm working. Okay. Um, so Yeti and Quincy, you find similar positions to where you were in and, and goes back to sleep uh, for the last part of your long rest. Ponto's got this blanket laid out, candle... It's probably maybe two candles set up just so that you can get enough light to see around stuff. As you start to tinker with your band brace, what are you tinkering on during your rest or your watch? Uh, yeah, just sort of working on my van brace and mm-hmm. um, taking off sort of like the cloak and sort of messing around with the stitching and undoing some of it and rewrapping part of it and just sort of... Uh, constantly working on any pieces of clothing or armor and looking at the tools and sort of adjusting tools with other tools and Mm -hmm. can you make a tinkering check for me holy can i um that'll be a 23. so you definitely make some headway with your tinkering, especially your vambrace in particular, just like maybe it was like just being in the mind and just having like some peace and quiet to yourself in this moment. Um, Can you, you like describe you, what the vambrace is? 
Like, what is that? Um, so you guys would have seen, like, Ponto doesn't have, like, really heavy armor or anything. Like, it's just sort of uh, basic leather armor, except for just like the Van Brace. So it doesn't include the gauntlet or, like, the rest of the uh, shoulder armor or anything. But it has, like, sort of a heavier... Uh, dark blue metal vambrace that sort of is like fur lined on the inside and like every morning every evening you would see ponto like take off the vambrace and start working on it and sort of messing around with it and um not necessarily like hammering out dents or anything like that but always just sort of examining it and um just working through armor pieces, working through clothing pieces, always trying to work with his tools to make sure that they're upkept and everything like that. But the van brace is the only piece of armor outside of just like borderline commoner clothes because AC's bad. Bad deal. Look at me. So yeah, Ponto, with your tinkering check, you definitely make some headway in your in your quest to kind of like replicate this really unique vambrace piece that's been in your uh, your family. Whether it's just like understanding some of the metallurgy of like the actual metal of it, or maybe it's just like the folding technique of the metal itself. Um, some of those secrets have become aware to you. Okay. You might as well make your perception check to see if you see anything. Uh, so Toxel rolled the natural one plus four. Awesome. Yep. He's watching you. Yep, apparently. Uh, and I got an 18. Yeah, you can hear the water as well. Um, maybe don't hear the wind or the air movement in the central part of this cavern, but uh, yeah, nothing else you hear. Definitely as morning is coming or whatever this rest is, is coming too. Um, you can hear the kobolds starting to chatter and like, you know, they're, they're awake, they're moving around, they're doing stuff. So, uh, uh, your watch once, comes once I hear an that, end. Is okay. it so? There's like no natural light that would be coming through at all. No, um, you're like the third yeah. level of the mine, so you got to think like you've ran, yeah, probably like a good 50 to 70 feet. Okay. Now, <clears throat> so as I as I hear sort of like the the kobolds that I assume are sort of like going up, I'll grab the candle and I'll like roll up the sheet with all the tools in it and everything, and jam it back into the bag of holding, and I'll go over with the candle, which I know absolutely will not give me enough light, but I'll go over towards the end here and I'll just see if there's anything like super weird going on with them or. If they have yeah, any torches or yeah. anything, if you can, you can see a little bit of light kind of flickering in the cavern, but they're not like you don't see anybody on the other side of the gangplank. Okay, 
just for your guys' information, the bucket is on your side. Your watch comes to an end, Ponto, and uh, I want to wake everyone up. Or do you want to let them sleep in? Um, we'll probably give like an extra half hour, like hour. It's been a, it's been a day, and then I'll I'll go wake up uh, the first watch first, and I'll wake up Maximus and smoke good. Yeah. Put one of my cubes right by Maximus's ear, and I'll just mess with it a little bit, and then I'll run off over towards Smoke, and then the cube just starts, "Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up!" Right uh, in Maximus's ear. Yeah, Pondo, why, Pondo? Oh, I feel like I slept on a rock. It's probably because you slept on a rock. <laughs> Smoke has a big oh, yawn. Go over, to, go over to Smoke and sort of like tap him on the shoulder and be like, Smoke, oh. it's time to wake up now. A big mandible up. yawn with fangs just stretching out. Stretch out the paws and scratch. Do some cat yoga. Oh, oh you know, arch the back. <laughs> Good morning, Ponto. Morning. I'll run back over and grab the cube for Maximus before he can swipe it or anything. Then, and... uh, Quincy, yeah, you wake up as well from the cube. Um, startles you awake. Um, you all can complete your long rest. It is now the next day. Don't know what time it is. We'll figure that out when we get out of the cavern. It's good. Yeti could go for a delightful blizzard, one of many, many varieties of blizzards. So it's very clean. <laughs> it is nice down here, Yeti. <laughs> okay. So, guys. so have we done what we need to do down here? Yes, back to town, I think. You should have... Look at Jason. That's amazing. Um, That was a good joke. (laughs) Maximus, you know that you have some business to do with the Kobolds potentially before leaving and confirming what they want to do and then relaying that back to the Speaker masked you. Um, are you guys gonna have while well, you guys are still full from? Well, you had rations, let's say. But, good berries. Uh, I, had, I, had, good berries. I had like six good berries yesterday, so yeah. <laughs> I'm very full. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, you guys, one at a time, has smoke steps up to the crank and moves everyone to the other side of the uh, giant hole in the middle. We'll put, we'll put Quincy in the barrel first. Sure, yeah. Quincy, you alright with that? Oh yeah, sure. So Quincy goes hey. across first. Oh, this I fucking should... emotion, it's making me... 
Don't remind me, we still have to deal with a second left. <laughs> I have not forgotten. Um, Quincy goes across, and then uh, Smoke ratchets it back across to your side. Um, me next. Yeti jumps in next as the rope dangles and bows at Yeti's Thank massive frog. He goes across and then next. Maximus, Ponto. Oh, Ponto will go. Sure. I'll help Ponto into the barrel. <laughs> yep. And then you wind it as it slowly clatters across. Uh, Maximus and Smoke, you're the last ones. Go ahead, Maximus. I don't... All right. All right. I'll go across next. Steps in and gain the cart. Her barrel starts to kind of like sway as it's swinging back and forth over this area. Uh, Maximus gets across and Smoke Eater, the last one. You wind the, the thing back to you. You step back in it and your hands go over top of the rope as you're pulling bucket system across so now the entire party is on the other side you can hear the kobolds are skittering forward they're like hey hey or how'd you sleep you guys didn't really do much but you know you didn't really expect more we Good killed your buddy say that again yeti we killed your friend uh yeah Tracks. Good day's work. We, we we were there. Um, that thing came out of him, and then we said by tracks and threw him into the, the the middle. I kind of glared at him, said I still have a couple of scars from your crossbows. Uh, again, we're super sorry. Tracks told us. Sorry. Um, so why don't you throw your crossbow into the hole? Oh, we won't. We won't shoot you. We promise. We promised. It's okay, giant cat. And Zerk moves forward and uh, says, um, "So, uh, if I remember right, you're gonna talk to the townspeople, and we're gonna stay in the mine or at the top, and then like." We're going to work, and we can stay here, right? Yes, good. Uh, I'll arrange with the the miners. Uh, uh, I'll make sure we come to an arrangement where you can stay and work for them. Oh, that, that would be awesome. Um, again, you are, oh, sorry, uh, Maximus, that's right? Yes, we're Maximus and the miners. I'll, I'll pull Maximus aside for a second, and I'll say, Maximus, back in uh, the Malatran Plateau, we had these headhunters, but they would find you a job and take a cut of all your work. <laughs> Maybe that's something you I, could arrange. I want Smoke to roll an intelligence check to just be able to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the headhunters in the in the jungle would work. 
Uh, uh, what kind of check? An intelligence check. Yeah. Nope. Eight. So you got the headhunters part right, and then you're like, you're like, something happened with that, but I can't really. And money. It's never part of that world, <laughs> so you didn't know. Well, my my thought was that these kobolds don't have any funds to pay us, but that we could charge the miners as if the kobolds were working for us. Like we're we're providing them as the workforce and they can pay us. So we're selling slaves now. <laughs> they are um they're working for their home. And we're taking our cut for the finder's fee. Everybody else okay with this? Is it room and board or is it just room? Well, they're they just eat whatever they find in the mine, little bats or grub. Miners. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if we come back, they uh they'll keep the shiniest gems for us. And you can see Zerk is kind of like confused by you guys talking randomly about, about cuts and finders fees. They're like, what are they finding? I don't know. Why, why would they fee? And he's standing there. He's like, look, um, if the villagers or townspeople are okay with us, we'd like to work for them so that we can live here or maybe in town eventually um, and we can be part of the workforce here and we can like you know they can send us some food every now and again and we can just like you know live a little peacefully just know we don't speak for them we have to talk to them we don't know if this will work oh well Zerk okay. Zerk if you are mining here for the miners and you find uh King's Jewel, you know, you'll know it when you see it. If you can find that that wondrous jewel, um, you hold on to it, and I'll come back and pay you well for it. I'm going to roll an intelligence check for the Cobalt to know what a King's Zerk. Jewel is. Yeah, sir. They might cut you from ear can to ear. Can guidance on, on the Cobalt? Yes. <laughs> um, he rolled above a 10. So you feel like he has some inkling of like, you're not talking about like a gem for a king, but maybe just a really big one. He's like, oh, I, oh, oh, I'll see. All right, good. He's like, um, do you guys need help to get back? We can, we can go with you. Probably wouldn't hurt. I think they should stay here. Oh. Well, oh, isn't okay. this warm? This is where you want to stay, right? Oh, yeah. Well, this is where we were staying, but like... Ponto's going to look back over towards Maximus and like, Maximus, maybe maybe they should come with us because they did want us to, to clear the mines of any kobolds that were here and yeah, there's a circumstance that there's one of them that was really messing it up for everybody, but oh, so you I, say based on the contract technicality, we should clear the mine and then 
negotiate for the work. Well, I, I think that it might be good if they come with us and we can explain that these guys aren't so bad compared to the other one that we ran into and that maybe they'd be willing to do some work and maybe we can get them some food, you know, in oh, the town. Sir. Probably safer for them too, I would think. A first contact scenario where uh, we can introduce the two parties. Exactly, and you know, maybe, oh. maybe it'll come across a little bit more that you know we trust these guys, these these kobolds, and and instead oh, of just we, can, we left we and we get left some them stuff to, together. Yeah, we if how long does it take to get there? If we leave, we it's can, very cold out there. But it's like an I hour. Know, it's awful. You see, like Zerk is just kind of like, uh, it's like maybe an hour or maybe two. And like you see him turn around and shout something in Draconic, and like all of them are like, we're, you see the faces like, we're, like something was relayed and just like it was not, it was kind of shocking. He's like, okay, um, we'll meet you up uh, at the second level. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll meet you at the second level at the bucket because we'll need help um, getting up. We can't, we're not good at the pulley system. We just scamper down. So, Bring rags with you. Cleaning rags. Uh, we're fresh out. Okay. Okay, well, you know, the five of us, yep. Uh-huh, we'll, we'll meet you. We'll meet you up at the second level at the bucket. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Zerk scampers back and you can see them like going into some of the caverns and in the holes and you see them pulling out some some a little bit of clothing and gear as they start to like bundle up and they're they've like five minutes goes by and they all kind of like go, okay, we're ready. As you guys are like slowly meandering up to the second level. Quincy will go last. Last behind the kobolds, in, in in the bucket. Okay. And uh, when his turn to go up, then the bucket comes. He's going to kind of use his his cane, and it, it's going to look like he's swirling a mop around inside the bucket. And he's going to cast press to digitation to clean the bucket out so it doesn't smell when he goes up. Okay. Oh, we all got it. <laughs> <laughs> so. You guys come up slowly through the cavern, sixty feet that joins the second and or the second and third layer of this uh, mine. As you guys walk up, um, you're you walk through, and uh, it's definitely quieter on this level with none of the uh, waterfall happening. As you guys all approach the bucket. Um, you see the kobolds are huffing and puffing to keep up with you guys. Um, what are you doing when you get to the second bucket? Kind of smells odd. You guys all recall Quincy um, unleashing the beast here. Quincy, you want to go first? Uh, no, you guys can. You guys, yeah, you guys should go first. I think. Well, I'll stay behind last to make sure everybody's safe. Oh, okay. Uh, you probably should crank the thing for the rest of them. Uh, Maximus doesn't mind going first. 
and he'll sure. he'll say, "Hey guys, watch this," and I'll climb the rope without the bucket. <laughs> My dex is high enough. I'll just climb the rope. Uh, that's, that's smoke's was, smoke's uh, gonna be jerking the handle back and forth. <laughs> I'm going was, up too, but I'm using all athletics. I want to know is how it's a dexterity check to climb a rope. Yeah, it's a okay. strength check. Let me do strength then. Sure, uh, yeah. Make a uh, strength. I'm mucking with athletics. The, I'm mucking with the handle to try and get him to fall into the bucket. Of course he is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> okay, my athletics is twelve. A disadvantage? Why is it disadvantage? <laughs> no one's fucking with the rope. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm screwing around with the rope. Mm -hmm. you want me to roll um, disadvantage? Here nope. we go. I, wa I want I want Smoke to make a performance check. Okay. For his screwing around with the rope. Hey, Ponto. You're very inspiring to me, you know. <laughs> Are you kidding? You do not get guidance. I will not give it to you. Oh damn it! Eight. So yeah, you're you're slowly moving the the rope, slowly moving it, and like Maximus is kind of going back and forth, and and uh, okay, I, he, I, have a, I have a physics question here. Sure. So Maximus is climbing the rope, mm -hmm. and is this bucket attached? That like as the crank goes, like. The bucket and the rope is going up, <laughs> so it's actually easier for Maximus to be climbing yep, because the rope's going up. Yep. But the bucket's no longer there, so the bucket goes up, it, yeah, okay. chasing him up. But who's pushing the bucket though? And Gord is standing under the bucket and it's leaking out on him. No, no leaking. <laughs> it's been there for eight hours. It's definitely moist on the bottom. Maybe some droplets come down. It's that um, really thick. The, the crank is to the side. Okay, so does my 12 get me up the rope? Yep. You get up to the site, the first layer and uh, the first level, and uh, you yell back down. It's like, I'm up here. Thanks a lot, asshole. Yeah, thanks, Smoke. What? I go Let's next. Say, must not be working properly. As as the bucket's coming down, Ponto's going to reach into the bag of holding and grab some of those tools. And as the bucket gets down, uh, Ponto's going to cast Press the Digitation. And. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's awesome. It's a yeah, good idea. The bucket smells a little more like sandalwood and less little, a little bit less like asparagus and farts. Oh. Uh, the, the, the tools go back into the bag of holding and Ponto sort of after you, Yeti. Oh, you're the best. You're so uh, awesome. Yeti gets in and, and smokes down there, uh, winding the bucket back up. Yeti is up at the second layer. Uh, the kobolds at this point uh, kind of pipe up. Is like, um, just whenever you want to bring us up, it'll take a couple loads. So, thanks. All right, go ahead. All right, go on. Two of them, two of them jump in and uh, Smoke brings them up and it comes back down and they, the other three are standing there staring at you. It's like, we all go now? Or, or does one of you, you people want to go? You can go. And so the next three jump in and uh, the bucket goes up and uh, you can feel them clamoring out 
And then the bucket smoke, you release the bucket and it slowly comes back down. Uh, and now it's just you, uh, Ponto, Quincy, and uh, yourself. Uh, Ponto, you want to go? Yeah, oh, sure. Ponto what kind of accent? I don't know. It's all over the place. <laughs> um, Ponto jumps in and Smoke winds the crank back up again and Ponto is up on the first level as well. Now it's just you and Quincy. Bring the bucket down, but I'm going to bring Quincy over to the edge and I'll say, Quincy? Quincy, can you pee right now, please? Over the edge. There's no edge here. Can you just pee in the rock over there right now? Uh, Sure. It's pee time. It's pee time. Just crank me up. No, just just pee over there, please. (laughs) I know exactly what you're thinking. (laughs) Quincy... <laughs> Whatever you want to do, if you're making sleight of hand to fake pee, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or are you peeing? It's exactly it's, what I would do. It's not like that. You just can't pee on demand. Well, uh, I, I, I trust you, Quincy. You're an elder and I must listen to you. So I haven't been drinking that much lately. We, I mean, when we, go, when we go to the bar there, maybe I'll have more pee. Okay. I uh I, I don't understand your fascination with my urination. I I have I have a leather armor, <laughs> and I'm gonna fit it on him like a diaper. Oh, that's so gross! <laughs> you're Upside down. That, you're gonna grind that crystal into his nuts. How <laughs> about <laughs> episode title? Urination fascination. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. There's <laughs> barnation and then there's urination. Yeah. Um, I'll just send him up in the bucket. I don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, Thanks. Quincy, you're going up in the bucket. Fuck. You get to the first floor and you're kind of dancing a bit. Maybe it's the. I'm cranking as fast as I can. I'm cranking. <laughs> the velocity of this bucket going up is. I, I rage. I rage and I'm cranking. <laughs> rage crank. <laughs> Isn't there like a river running right beside this bucket? No, like a flowing, <laughs> rushing, raging. No, that's below. I said I if didn't. You're going to rage much. crank. I want you to actually mark off a rage. Yeah, I, I'm rage cranking. Okay. You're going to rage crank. This bucket goes up in what should be six seconds in about two. It's like one, two, and he's just like, once he's up at the top of the bucket, is just and he pisses on everybody that's standing up there as he flings up out of the bucket. Quincy kind of gets up there. He's like, whoa, Um, and you kind of stagger out, and and you can see that Quincy has gotten out. Smoke. I'll drop the bucket. Yep. Bucket. I, I will look it down. Your rage cranking it down. It takes three seconds. I look up. Okay, everybody, let's pee off the edge now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't his rage end if he hasn't My... attacked anything? I'm gonna uh, give him seconds? just the one. I let the, the bucket. I, I let the bucket hit me in the head. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I look up when I'm about to climb. <laughs> Take one point of bludgeoning damage from the bucket. Uh, there we go. It smacks I, you. 
I keep my rage though, right? Yeah. And you uh, wind the crank up inside the bucket to raise yourself back up. Okay. So now you are all on the first floor of the gem mine. And uh, the kobolds are out front, kind of at the uh, at the edge, and they're uh, they're like they're all kind of like huddled around, talking to each other in gibberish. What it seems to you guys, and then um, Zerk uh, turns around and says, "Um, you forgot about something. Um, tracks told us to." Cut some of the supports after you guys came by this spot. Sorry. We can try and fix them. We're small and we can climb. It might take a little bit. Or we can just... We can tell the miners. Go slow. Where, where are we? You're up at the first layer now and you're all here by the bucket. Oh, uh, what I if see. you go across with a rope to protect us? Bring a rope to the other side. So the kobolds have informed you that some of the support beams have been cut so that uh, kind of like a weight threshold is needed. And so it might they, not become so stable. They gave us like an emergency rope on the other side. Well, we could tie a rope to Ponto, and then Ponto could go and fix it. Ponto, in his vast uh, building experience, definitely feels like he could uh, rebuild supports for such a break. I mean, they, Zerk and his troops are like, yeah, we just cut some of the boards that go up like this. Just like every third or so. So it's not like the wood structure is completely kaput, but they have cut some of the supports so that heavier people or maybe a cart full of stuff is definitely not going to make it across. But they could fix it. Uh, They're hoping they can ramshackle some stuff together. They're going to Ponto, you got mending? Not anymore. <laughs> you think there's some way for you to fix this, Ponto? Because I could turn into a big-ass spider and you could climb on me. I mean, there is a crate. There's a couple crates that are in this little area and you could, like, rip apart one crate and just repurpose it into maybe some boards to, like, go past and over top of the cut structure. If only we had an engineer with us. I feel like Ponto's getting there. He's he's made some strides in his tinkering skills. Mocha, I think you got this. <laughs> Should electrify the wood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I totally got this. I totally got this. Okay, I can ferry us all across if you're not comfortable doing it. 
Oh no, I totally got this. Okay. Then I'm gonna go below you and I will be a safety net. You create a big webbing? Yes. Hunter's gonna reach into the bag of holding and he's gonna so, pull out a rope. Gonna, he's gonna, gonna like get... triple knot around himself. Yeah, you're going around one leg once, the other leg once, and then I'll... back and across and then around your waist and then looping again yeah. to like create a, an actual harness. Of, of this 50 foot of rope, like a good 35 feet of it is wrapped around Ponto's tiny frame, being like, I am not losing on this side of it. I tie it around my waist and hang on to the, the slack. And I will wild yeah. shape into a spider and go below where he will be working. Yeah, so Ponto kind of crawls up onto the spider as you kind of like slowly go around and underneath you can see the spider. You're, Quincy is like, like, Ponto is standing on the side of the spider as he's got the boards. Uh, the rope slowly moving across. Can Mr. Spider spit webs? Yes. I can make uh, webs, yes. Uh, why don't you spit webs on them and make sure they don't fall apart? My webs are ice. Huh? It might work still. <clears throat> In this Axis. warm cavern, it might work for a little while. Maximus uh, would like to, be, you know, just check the knots that Ponto's done, and yep. he'd like to say to Ponto, "Look, Ponto, courage is the resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear." And I'd like to give him bardic inspiration. Absolutely, Spider also 100%. feels inspired. Always, always feel so inspired. I'll sort of back up, holding onto the rope, shaky as hell, back onto the spider a little bit, and as as the like boards go down, and I don't like see anybody past the boards anymore, freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, while you're there, uh, you've used the bag of holding to help you like hold these boards and whatnot from the crate that you pried off, kept. Uh, make a tinkering check. Uh, you can make three of them, actually. Um, that will be a 14 for the first one. Mm-hmm. A 12 for the second one. Yep. And a 19 for the third. Perfect. Um, you feel like the first one and the last one are definitely like solid the second one you're like it, it should be okay and you come back to it on your way back and you're kind of looking at it a bit and you're like maybe i should put one more because it's kind of in the middle um what do you do janky reinforce it as much as i can and then i'm gonna like tap on yeti and just like point to the spot that looks like the most like lopsided yep. broken damaged yeah you like, put a board on each like each face yeah. of the board has like another board standing to cut so, so to speak just, so, so you're saying you oh, you've sisters up sistered up the knee braces <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I'm gonna sort of like tap on yeti and i'm like i don't know if you understand me but can you like web this section and then I'll just sort of like crawl back a little bit and give him space to do what he needs to do. Okay. I will use my ice webbing 
which is the only weapon that I have on that section. Okay. And what does your ice webbing do? Describe this. Word well, the, the statistic of it is that it's a ranged attack that restrains creatures, but it also mm-hmm. causes one cold damage every round. So this webbing comes out of your little spinnerets at the All back my end. happy places. <laughs> you kind of like... <laughs> and it like, you can see this, this frosted spider's web that attached onto it. You can see kind of like like some fog coming off of it because it's definitely cold. Mm-hmm. Now, is this warm uh, place. Is this webbing five times stronger than steel? Yeah, I mean, it's so Sure, right? yeah, absolutely. Um, in the time it takes uh, Yeti's spinnerets to shoot a few couple of web shots at this uh, spot, uh, the group up top can see a bit of the moisture from the the webbing thawing and moisture and this fog comes up through the boards. As you guys are finishing, you guys come back up and and everybody's on the top side now. Once once the webbing has been like spat, everyone hears Ponto. I think it's good. Probably still do one at a time though. You guys wait for them to come around, or are you, okay? Uh, thanks, Quincy. You'll go first. Yeah. Well, why don't we tie each other together here? Not Got enough right. rope. Well, I'm tied to Ponto right now. Okay, so I, you I tie my rope to Quincy. Okay, Spider How long is, is your Quincy's rope? A, Quincy's already walking across. Spider is pointing with as many feet as he's got available <laughs> to go. Feet. Go, go, go. I got 50 feet of rope. Because I know that my web will be causing damage over time. So I'm like, let's go. Come on. It's 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 Quincy's crossing. In that sense, because it's an inanimate object. That's why it's melting. It's like freezing wood would hurt the tree. Tree in the middle of the tundra, frozen, is still just as good as a tree that's unfrozen. Not if it's dead. I'll say to, I'll uh, say to Maximus, that's a good idea to tie to Quincy as I watch. Quincy, wait! And he's walking across. <laughs> Quincy makes it across. You can see the bridge flex a little bit, just like it did when you guys crossed the first time. I'm gonna take Ponto up from on the other side so that he doesn't okay. have to cross the bridge. Sure. Yeah, you guys cross. Uh, I'll un- untie the rope then for me. Okay, then um, I'll tie my rope to Smoke. Okay. Okay. So Smoke and I are joined. So the funny thing is, is there's about 55 feet of space to cover. Yeah. And a 50-foot rope tied around two people is like maybe 40, 40 feet in between. So Just run, Maximus, and I will jump. While, when you reach the other side, I will jump onto the platform. Okay. I'll spot everybody as well once I got Ponto down. Okay. Just in, if, if it's necessary. So if we so run together... I'll leap into the air just before I step onto it, and he should reach the other side. So that means... You could just walk behind me, and then when I get to the other side, if anything happens, you can just jump the remaining distance. Yeah, true. But I said it. I said it already. All right, you do you. You're both at the mouth. I'm not going to make this happen any slower or any faster than it needs to. You guys work this out. You guys are there. Oh, so the rope Maximus won't is, cover the whole length. 
The rope no, will not well, cover the whole length. But... Okay. It's okay, ten so foot how about, how about we're on the we're on the near side, or we're on the far side right now? Yep. Smoke, why don't you run across? And as soon as as soon as the rope gets caught, I'll start running. By the time you get to the other side, then if anything happens, you can pull me up because you're strong. Sure, I'll uh, I'll go across the other side. Are mm-hmm. you guys gonna send the kobolds first? I thought the kobolds went first. No, the kobolds didn't do anything. They're all standing there with you. Oh, well, we'll let all the kobolds go first. I'm. This is the last ditch effort where yeah. I'm going. The the kobolds just walk across. They're pretty. Yeah, light. they have no problem. Yeah. So if I'm the last one to go. Yep. Um. I'd like to uh, say to Smoke before he makes his run. If you can't fly, then you're focusing. Let, let's just go. If you can't run, then you walk. If you can't walk, then you crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. What war movie is that? <laughs> that is so obvious. Maximus. Yeah. So I'd like to inspire smoke. True, yeah. Because um, this could be the role that I need him to make. Uh, <laughs> so smoke slowly and gingerly walks out. And, and the boards are creaking. You can hear... My claws are out. Yeah, you can hear, like, digging in, and you can feel definitely this bridge is starting to, like, definitely sag a bit and move a little bit more than it should be. The rope slowly goes taunt. I look back at Maximus and give him a nod. You guys are getting ready. Um... Both roll a d20. Nine. Ooh, five. Okay, so smoke gets a crock and cross, and just just about as you're finishing crossing, you kind of hear it. Maximus, Maybe run! One of the braces has started to give a little bit more. Maybe it was that middle one. You're not sure. And as Um, he starts running, I'll run behind him. Yeah. And uh, Quincy, uh, or no, sorry, not Quincy. Uh, Maximus, make a dexterity save. Dexterity, so I rolled a nine. My dexterity is plus three. Perfect. So you guys, you're, you're, you're hitting all strides in this one and you're running and you're hoofing as you can see some of the, a couple of the boards start to come off the edge and jump as smoke is pulling you in and make it to the other side as, as some of the middle section sloughs off as that middle brace was not super well supported after everyone had walked across it. Um, your heart's pounding, Maximus. And you turn around and you can kind of see this this 10-foot gap in the middle that you just finished crossing. All my hair is puffed out. Sure. Yep. That's I'm a scared cat. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's on the other side. And Quincy and Yeti 
is who is a spider still. And the kobolds are like, uh, we're really sorry. Uh, are you guys okay? Um, we feel bad. Like when we shot him bad, I'm, I'm so sorry. Tracks told us to again. As we come up to the, uh, through the next part of the cavern, as you're walking together, um, we will get to the mouth of the, the cavern and we're going to take a break there so that we can all get a drink. I'm going to go explore up and down this uh, chasm before we leave. Like the central shaft? Yeah, just to see if there's anything in there. Well, he's a spider. Yeah, I'm a spider. I'm just going to sure. climb up and down real quick. So before we go, make an investigation. Okay, I'm not the best at that, probably. Guidance. Find a purple worm. I, uh, I, I can't guide it, so you're a spider. You didn't tell minus me what you were investigation. Oh, I rolled that 20! That's a how 16. Many, how many, how many uh, yeah. riders does he come in contact with? Um, none, thankfully. Uh, you crawl through this space, and oddly enough, there's a small pocket in the middle between the first and third floor, inset to the back side, that has this weird enclosed camp or something of the sort this notch that's in the middle um there is a bunch of bones here um maybe this was part of the grells layer you, you're not quite sure but uh nothing really shiny on the floor uh um, i'll turn back into myself and then cast detect magic sure yeah once i get on solid ground if i can yeah, you'll crawl into the little nook. It's like maybe, maybe four feet in. It is like, and it's not much. It's just a little nook. Okay. You'll cast detect magic and uh, nothing magical in this okay. space. Then I'll use my last wild shape and go back up. Before you wild shape. Oh. Oh, are you sure? Yes. Before <laughs> you wild shape. You see some writings or something on the inside of the wall. Um, what languages do you speak? Common, Druidic, Dwarvish, and Giant. Not anything you can make sense of, Yeti. You can see that it's some form of language, but it's beyond you. Mm. Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Can we? Hear me. Hear me. Take a crayon drawing? Yeah, I'll try. Do you have any? No, I don't have any paper. I'll just try and, like, can I do a check just to see if I would understand what this language would be? Not that I can read it, but what language it is? No? No. Okay. It's unfamiliar to you. It's like you looking at... Mandarin, or I'm guessing Punjabi. that one of these skeletons wrote this. Can I check the corpses to see if I can determine what species they are? Sure, that's gonna stretch it, but okay. I don't know. Medicine, survival, uh, either way, survival. We'll go with that. That's a mad one. No, you cannot. 
<laughs> you can't figure out. Um, okay. They're humanoid in shape, like average size. Like, is there a skull? Maybe there's definitely a skull here. Yeah. I take a skull. Sure. Put a skull into your inventory with a question mark beside it. Questionable skull. And then I will turn back to myself and go join everybody. Shove it between Quincy's thighs. Yes. It's where all you put all your great loot. Okay. Loot bag. Quincy's prison pocket. <laughs> right between the bag and the hole. Oh my goodness. A strap oh. just locks it in. Perineum. Yes. Is uh, a bag of holding and a portable hole. All right. So I have this skull, but I am a spider again to get back to everyone. And so they don't know I have a skull now. Correct. So I, and I can't. You all anything. heard him shout out. Uh, oh, they did. all kind of like, they did hear you. Okay. But like, there's a waterfall roaring in this area. So you barely hear him over that. So if you even yell in, he's not hearing anything because all he hears is water coming down. It's bouncing off the caverns. Okay, well then, yeah, so I just take a skull with me and I join, rejoin the guys. Mm-hmm. Then when I, so you when guys I get... make it to the cavern's edge just about before you take the next 60-foot trek to go out into the uh, landscape of Icewind Dale. Do you turn, change back or do you keep your spider form? I'll change back when I'm on solid ground. And I'll explain what I've seen, and then I took this skull. If anybody knows what species this is from, sure. I don't know. We will <laughs> we will cover that when we come back. Perfect. Awesome. See everybody in five minutes. Hi everyone. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Perilous Pursuits. Feel free to check out our website at www.perilouspursuits.com for lots more content. If you'd like to support us further, consider becoming a Patreon and receive perks all the way up to joining us in a Perilous Pursuits adventure at patreon.com perilous. We would also like to send a shout out to our Perilous partner, Describe. It's a great dungeon master resource to give you professionally written text on everything from locations and spells to items and creatures that you can use in your very own games. Check out our link to Describe at www.perilouspursuits.com for a 10% discount. So Yeti climbs back up in spider form, um, walks out into the, uh, the plank and walks forward and all of these little tiny kobolds are definitely kind of like taken aback by the uh, form of Yeti just in his large size. Definitely makes them nervous a bit. Do you transform right away when you? Yeah, once I'm safe, like on solid land, past the, all of the wood stuff. Yeah, so you transform and um, do you do anything right away, or do you continue walking with the group? I found. Uh... Wait, why do I sound like that? It's okay. It's okay. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I yeah, found skull back. down there, guys. I found skull in weird writing that I could not read. Anyone know what the skull is from? I hand up. I hold up the skull. Does it look like the skull that Quincy got his uh, crystal from? 
It does not look like that. Okay. It's not a cobalt skull because we've seen a cobalt skull. Here, give it to me. Let me have a look. Uh, I'm half proficient in medicine. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, it means I'm half proficient in medicine and survival, so I'm good either way. You can do heart surgery on all of us. Well, on half of your heart. Uh, or brain surgery so, on Yeti. <laughs> I believe everyone can make a history check. Okay. History, smoke, I'm Smoke, if you're going to do it, it's, it's advantage because you have no idea what this is. <laughs> what about Yeti? Did he do one? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Smoke gets advantage? No, disadvantage. Dis- smoke would have disadvantage. Yeti, just a regular roll if you want to. 14. Eight. Maximus. I got a four. Quanto. Quincy. Quincy got a 16. Might have seen Still this thing in a lab before. The wizard's lab. You're muted, Quanto. That's awkward because I was very proud of my 21. <laughs> we saw your chest puff out there. Yeah, you looked pretty big there, yeah. Um, we weren't sure why. <laughs> I will not repeat what I thought in my mind first. Ponto, uh, um, everybody's staring at that, and you're you're looking at it, and you're like, Man, that looks familiar. And you're like, looks like, I don't know. And you're just, you're racking your brain and and you're thinking back and you're thinking back and you're like, where have I seen something like this before? You're like, that's right. Back when you broke into the, that tower. You saw one of these skulls laying on the side, and it had like a little tag underneath it. It said, uh, "The skull of a Duergard, Duergard guard." Duergard guard. Well, that doesn't help me because I speak Dwarvish, so I thought I would really learn something. (laughs) Dwarvish in this text did not help you. Right. A Duergard guard. Does anybody speak? Well, do we know what language a Duragar speaks? Do you know Ponto? No, Ponto would not told know you it. it's a Duragar yet. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I am sorry. Ponto, any Ponto, idea what this is? His vast experience knows a plaque under a skull, <laughs> but has no clue what this is. And after thinking about it for a minute and like, can I, can I look at it? sort of like examining it's like well i think it's a i remember seeing this kind of back home and it's a duraguard but i don't i don't have any idea what that is really i just know i've seen it do we all get through all the history check see if we know what a duraguard is (laughs) that's how much you wanted me to be a dick Because it would mean nothing to me apart from that it was on display. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, like, you wouldn't know either. Yeah. 
So unless you can think of a reason why your character would know. Maximus is a lore bard. He knows stuff. Maybe if someone's from from Waterdeep, maybe? There's there's a couple in there. I'm from Waterdeep. That's why I was going to actually ask you. Do I get a roll? Do you speak other Roll a history check. That's a six. Yeah. You, you're like, I, I don't know what this is. I only speak common and elvish. Okay, well, uh, anyway, there's like writing on the wall in there and a bunch of bones. Did the bones look like from one corpse or from, yeah, yeah just you would one? Say, you would okay. say just one. Okay. Almost, well. almost like someone was either climbing and found it and like died or was going down and found it and died. And we we went to the bottom, right? We were as far down as we... Well, you no, went to the... the bottom of the mine, not the bottom bottom. Uh, the, not the bottom of the main chute. We should go down the, the main shaft, guys. Can we drop a I'm, pebble down I'm, there? Sure, yeah. Drop oh, we wouldn't. Down. We wouldn't hear it with the water. Though. We wouldn't hear it anyway. We dropped a cobalt down there, and we didn't hear anything. You dropped yeah. a sephic down there, and you didn't hear anything. Yeah. Well, that was down the water. We didn't know the water came this way. Still yeah, at that point, you hear yeah. a loxodon going "Hello." <laughs> you okay, hear well. no such thing. What about one of your tinkering cubes? Can we drop one of those down there, all lit up? Or maybe when it's, if it was shouting, wake up, wake up, wake up, then we threw it down? I'll throw a torch down there. Sure. Just remove one from your inventory smoke as you guys toss it off and you can see the... A lit, a lit torch? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> it was lit. <laughs> smoke, you so dumb. Um, you see the torch glow kick up as it goes roll roll the d20 for me to see if you throw it into the waterfall it would just be like a little toss. Gonna, well you said you threw it in I was well like, I, I was like i wanted to go down the middle so i'm just kind of okay releasing yeah. it almost yeah sure you'll just kind of toss it out and it'll drop and kind of you'll see it flicker as it starts to like kind of go end over end till it slowly just is the flame end pointed up and plummeting down, and you can see this bead of light just get smaller and smaller. Quiet. Can't see it anymore. We didn't huh? catch the last of that sentence. You did not hear or see the bottom. The torch never stopped moving. It just went out of vision. So we seen it go like a hundred feet down or some great distance, and then it yeah. was gone. Okay. Yep. You just saw it get smaller and smaller, like a small tiny candle and then eventually it's out. I think it goes to the other side of the world which is impossible because our world is flat. Oh, don't even. (laughs) That's a conversation for later. (laughs) So you guys get out to the mouth of the cavern. Spells aren't real. Uh. Quincy, do you want to roll a d20 and smoke roll a d20 as well? 
Any particular statistic or just a d20? Weather. Five. Weather. Roll for weather. Roll for weather. I got a five. I got a 19. Oh, great. That's amazing. I don't think I've gotten over 10. Beach day. Seems nice out here, guys. Sunny, warm. I like it. Let's do this. Perfect weather. I think the Frost Queen is gone. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so the weather will be. <laughs> It'll be all right. It will be cold bitter and smoke you are severely uncomfortable I'll be the last to leave the cave trying to keep its warmth take the lead this way guys we've been this route before back to town yeah so you definitely uh, as you guys are making your path or track down from the mine itself. Um, Yeti takes the lead and you can see these five little clustered groups of kobolds that are just shivering and chattering as they're they're huddled together trying to stay as a unit. Um, Yeti, do you want to make a survival check with advantage for me? 22. So you definitely know the path down here. There is no trace of your battle with Sephic outside here. Um, maybe you check for tracks from maybe Torga's group in case they were trying to ambush you, but you can't see any markings or anything of that. As you peer out over the snow blazing landscape as it goes slowly winding down and you can see the town of in the background um, see some smoke coming up from the chimneys where they're burning a bit of wood everything seems peaceful outside for a change you take a deep breath of the cold sharp air and feel at peace a bit a bit more like you're at home where you need to be as you stride forward confidently down the the path to Tourmaline. You can see everybody as a group is kind of trying to hurriedly move with you. It's cold, biting nature. The temp of this landscape. Um, you definitely make it as a group into Tourmaline. It takes a little bit longer just with the extra cobalts. Maybe about an hour and a half. Um, it starts getting dark, actually. By the time you make it back, it's kind of late afternoon actually from your survival check you're like oh it's not morning at all can't hear you it's actually almost in the middle of the day it's like towards the end something weird with the weather guys 
shouldn't be this dark. From your time in the mind, you feel like it's been maybe more than a day. It's maybe a day and a half. Time down there, you had no idea what time of day it was. You rested when you needed to rest. You kept going. You were tired. You slept. You woke up. Time was a weird soup in that cave. Nice. Perfect. You guys make it back to Termaline. You're coming into the the eastern side. So as we come in, do we uh, take note of any of the like Torga tents set up for them selling anything or yeah because they were outside they were set up were out east of the city yeah you definitely passed where they came in if some of you want to make perception checks or maybe investigations to see if they were here you guys were gone oh that one. I got an 18. 18 what? Is there an investigation? They're, they're both the same for me, so. Okay. I got a 16 investigation. So tell me, which one did you do, Maximus? I did perception. Okay. So you guys kind of combed over where you saw uh, Torga and you're looking for tracks in the snow and you're definitely kind of like quarter staffs out or maybe your sword and just you're kind of like moving the snow maybe to see if there's like some remnants of somebody being there but you don't find anything you look out kind of over the side and maybe into the forest a bit just to peer to see if somebody else is looking at you and you don't see anybody either you guys continue on your way into Termaline Everybody see the map of Tourmaline? Kind of just at the very edge, just at the first little fork. We are um, right here. This, no, this is the wrong map. We're on the wrong map. I chose Tourmaline. You have to scroll over. Okay. It's over on the right. There we go. Okay. Um, I imagine we'll stay at the east side in again. I uh, like you definitely place. can, yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you taking these? You've got these five kobolds that are just shivering and they're like, can, can, we, can we go? Can we hurry up? It's, it's cold out here, please. Yeah, we'll go to the town uh-huh. hall and uh, talk to the mayor. Um, you walk into town and not that there was a ton of people around, but the few people that do see you definitely kind of give you a wide berth as uh, you are definitely creating a bit of a scene in <clears throat> Termaline. I'm walking behind the cobalts, kind of like in behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. I let Maximus take the lead now, now that we're in town. So Maximus, you're in front. Um, is there anybody else in front with Maximus? You're muted, no. Spencer. I think I'm going to go back to the uh, inn. You guys can deal with the whole cobalt thing. 
I tried that last time. They all gave me shit for that. <laughs> now, Quincy, we should stick together. Otherwise, we have to find you somewhere. You might get You're lost. All for one and one for all. It's just over there. Yeah, you're pointing in the wrong direction already. I'm in over there. Oh, it's still the wrong direction. I'm in over there. <laughs> you got lucky. That's it. Okay. Hey, see ya. Quincy, you really meander off to <coughs> the east side in. Yeah. Okay. Um, I follow. I follow Quincy. I'm not leaving him by himself. Everybody else is okay with this. You guys are stupid. Yeah, where well, I'm going with Ponto and uh, Yeti, we're kind of so Ponto with and the kobolds. Yeti and uh, Maximus take the the kobolds are like, oh, do we, we go with you, right, Maximus? Those guys, those guys are going somewhere else. And um, Maximus, uh, you nod, yep, just just follow me, and as you guys wander into down smoke. Yeti. I'm trying to catch catch up to Quincy. I'll just say, you know, try and get in front of him and say, those those dwarves at the Maximus kind of pissed off there. I think we need to watch out for them and maybe stick with the group. Okay. All right. Turn them around. Yeah, you guys will be playing catch up a bit. Okay. You'll be at least a blocker two behind just with you separating and them continuing and going down, catching him, having the conversation as they're continuing walking. Okay. Um, Maximus, definitely know where the town hall is. That's where you got the, you talked to the kid out front, um, you round the corner and you're looking down, you walk down the, uh, that main line going to the town hall. You follow, you walk up to the door. Um, Maximus? Yeah. I'm going to see if uh, Orem Matthew is at the town hall. Okay. That's fine. Um, Do you knock on the door? wait a little bit um, there's no answer is there a note on the door just the I same th- note that you saw earlier but oh, okay so where did we meet him last time we well we we'll, we can go down to the blue clam we we met him there last time yeah in the time it took you to get there knock on the door wait a few moments, kind of like going, hmm, what should we do? And kind of have this conversation. Well, I did see him at the Blue Climb last time. Maybe we should go there. Um, Smoke and Quincy come and make it around the corner and they're like only a block behind and they can, Smoke and Quincy can see you. Uh, They just, Smoke waves and just like points to himself and over to Quincy and just like, we're going to meet up. Quincy's gonna rifling around in his junk and pulls out his crystal. Is it? Are you finally gonna pull it out? Cause yeah, because it's grinding into his. Yeah. Oh, Quincy, what do you have there? 
you would know what this is, Smoke. You would have seen, yeah. heard the discussion going on about right. this. But you know now where he's hiding it. But that looks like it's a secret here. secret place, Quincy, where you hide your stuff. Oh, yeah, I got kind of like a pouch there. Oh, okay. Do you want me to keep that secret? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah, I see him rifling through his pouch in the middle of the street as they're approaching us, or? Uh, you can make a perception check if you want, yeah. I mean, it's inside his weather gear, inside his rope, so you just look like he, like, Put his hand I, inside his own gear. I don't. Okay. He's just scratch, <laughs> scratching himself. Can I be Meridoc now? No. Let's see, would you like me to put that in my backpack? No, thanks. Okay. Um, you guys meet back up at the town hall. Um, you inform Smoke and Quincy that nobody answered the door, including the time it took. Um, Quincy, you weren't there for that conversation. Uh, maybe Ponto was like, I think I remember. We met him back at the Blue Clam, and Maximus chimes. It's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys take off to the Blue Clam, I'm assuming? Yep. Yeah. You walk for about another 20 minutes through the snow, snow landscape of this place. It's quiet. Kind of like it was last time. Maybe see two people on the roads. I'm looking around because I'm worried about these dwarves. Sure, yeah. Um, what's your passive perception? Uh, that would be uh, an 11. Wouldn't it be active if he's actually actively looking around? Yeah, but you gotta think he's also walking in the same. It's like saying you're walking into a crowd of people and you're like, you make sure you're doing this. You're not gonna see everybody. It's not like you're. He's stopping and just like scanning the people. He's walking through, following you guys. So perception is uh, eleven. Yep, I got that. Thank you. Okay. Um, you guys make it to the blue clam. Remember who I called bartender. Are, are, are there any dog sleds outside the Blue Clam? Uh, there is one dog sled outside of the Blue Clam. Is there any magical caravan cart outside the Blue Clam? There is not a specific yeah. magical caravan cart sitting outside the tavern. Man, I miss shot. those guys. Those guys were the best. So you guys make it back to town, check the town hall. You made it over to the Blue Clam. What are you guys doing now? Let's go, guys. Get inside where it's warm. All right, let's go inside. You guys hurriedly open the door and hustle everybody through, including the five kobolds. And pretty much the entire bar, because you're kind of in like the middle of the dinner time, stops dead and the place goes quiet as they all stare at the group of kobolds that came in with you guys. Hello, friends. It's all right, everyone. You have nothing to fear. Uh, these guys are with us. 
Maximus and the Miners. Uh, we're just looking for uh, Oren Matthew. Is, is he in the house? Uh, Quinn Caskbrow at the back end of the bar. He pipes up. He's like, oh, you mean Oris Matthew? Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's a little bit busy tonight, but um, Maximus, everything good? Like, went to the mine day and a bit ago. He went to the mine? No, Oris didn't. He's, he's got a bit of business he's dealing with today. You guys went to the mine. Oh, where did he go? You guys, I don't know. He's got a bit of business in town. He's a speaker. He's a busy guy. Um, where should we comes, find him? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, Maximus. Um, if you just settle in, he usually comes in for something, to, a little bit to eat, and he's expecting you guys to, he's actually expecting you yesterday, but, you know, figured you might have ran into some trouble or something, but, you know, it's good to see you. You guys okay? Did everything go well? Yeah, everything went well. Um, we found the cobalts there, and um, who am I talking to? What, who, what's your name? Uh, this is Quinn Caskbrow. Oh, okay. I just didn't know who I'm talking to. Okay. That's okay. So, yeah, we um, we were able to uh, make a deal with the cobalts. Oh, that's that's great. Got to make a deal with him, and Quinn kind of steps forward. And he's like, "Oh, if you guys need a table, just like we've got some, some like uh, knucklehead trout uh, for to eat tonight with some couple of potatoes and, and a bit of like uh, gravy." Um, I'll turn to the much. cobalts and I'll say, uh, "You guys uh, hungry? You like knucklehead trout or, or potato toes?" Sure, yeah, that sounds great. Any food that this place smells amazing. It smells so, it's so warm. It's so you heard, nice. You heard of potatoes, right? Potato. Potato. No. Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. <laughs> no. That sounds good, though. If if you look like that from a potato, then I'll like it, too. He's a bit chubby, huh? Um. So the kobolds hurriedly just like scamper off to a table and they're all sitting there like, so how do we get food? And you gotta go to I the mean, back corner. The quietest, darkest table. Yeah. I'll, Quinn I'll Quinn like eat. looks at him and he's like, so I don't know how they're paying. Are you paying for them, I guess? Yeah, I'll, I'll chip in to pay for their uh, five dinners. Yeah, uh, Quinn's like, it's I, I won't charge your full price. Just give me like a gold and, and I'll just kind of bring a big platter out there. Pretty small. It'll be fine. Sure. How much is it? I just one gold. Oh, uh, well here, I got this bag of coppers. <laughs> and Quinn kind of is like, yep, you certainly do. Yep. I remember this. I remember this. Yep. You have, you have a bag of copper. Hmm. You have any gold in the other part? Well, come on, you're a business. Uh, surely you can handle the this kind of coinage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I sure hope Oris Master Oris Master comes soon. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just and he just like just puts his hand out and he's like, I'm expecting. He puts both hands out actually to receive what? the bag of copper. Yeah. So it's like a hundred coppers. Yep. It is. Yeah. I'll hand him a hundred copper. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he takes the bag. He's like, just shakes his head. He's like, if you guys want to take a table, um, you can order some food as well. I'm sure. Or a sure, that's, buy. there's five more meals for, for the rest of my party. Here's another hundred copper. Uh, yeah, it's sure. Yeah. We'll let this one slide. Yeah. So now it's 200 copper to, yep. uh, to Quinn as he grabs both bags and goes down and, uh, just rings in your meal and just uh, you see him kind of like yell back something back into the back of the tavern. As you can see, people cooking, you can hear uh, there's no music tonight, uh, but uh, the the rest of the place is kind of settled down and they're all back to chatting. To their, to well, themselves. we could provide the music for tonight. You can go up to Quinn and talk to him, but there's nobody present at the moment. Quinn's back at the bar doing his thing there. Oh, I thought Quinn was the one talking to me saying there's no more music tonight. No, it's just like I was describing the scene. There was no music up there. Everybody kind of started talking back to each other. um, Just kind of like getting back to their conversation. Like the place is picking back up. Like regular conversation and noise is happening around you. Okay, don't worry, fam. I got you. Uh, you know, meals are on me tonight. That's 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 so generous of you, Maximus. I appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> You're just loving that. <laughs> um. So you guys are sitting at a table. Uh, Quinn is doing his thing behind the bar. The kobolds are at your table as well. Is it, uh, is it sort of like bustling? It's, it's reasonably busy. It's busy. It's busy. You guys know this to be not quite dinner time, but you're just about there. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to, to go up to Quinn and, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of shoulder check and uh, make sure that Maximus is busy doing something. Sure, so yeah, Maximus sort of is... talking. I'm yep. going to go up to Quinn and I'm going to be like, uh, excuse me, could I buy the copper off of you that Maximus just paid with? And Quinn is like hurriedly cleaning glasses and refilling them and he hears you as he kind of looks over the bar. He's like, oh, hi, hi. Uh, I'm Quinn just, and you are uh, I'm, I'm i'm ponto uh oh nice to meet you ponto we're we've been traveling with maximus and mm-hmm, i just mm-hmm. i kind of want to mess with them a little bit do you think that i could buy that copper off of you and i just gotta do it discreet i don't want him to see absolutely yeah it's two gold worth of copper no problem yeah, at all yeah. fantastic so i reach into my bag of holding and i pull out three gold pieces and i'm like i really really appreciate this I'll just slide the gold pieces. And he's like, yeah, you just see him produce the two bags and he just puts it forward and just put plops it into the bag of holding. He's like, it's no problem. It's like, and he pulls out a drink and he hands one to you. He's like, yeah, no no worries tonight. Have a good time and, you know, thanks for the business. Fantastic. I appreciate it. We'll grab the drink and sort of slide a hand the the smoothest I can, the copper into the bag of holding and go back over with my drink and sit back at the table and got to roll over my passive perception though right (laughs) sleight of hand 
Sure, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm definitely not. <laughs> I did say that I was waiting until he was busy. Yep. Quincy starts talking to him. So <laughs> he's going to help Ponto. Give him the help action. <laughs> I'm going to use my uh, halfling luck and re-roll that one. <laughs> Amazing. It's a 15 plus something. What's, what's your passive? Hey, Max. Eight? Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Uh, it's a, that's a 17. I just come back with the drink. I just uh, bought my own drink. No big deal. Everybody's, everybody's fine. Everybody's acting all natural. Continue. Hey, Ponto, did you, um, did you see? Do they need uh, any performance tonight? Maybe we could make some money. Oh, I, I, I could go and talk to them about it, but you're probably the one to pitch the idea a little bit more than me. All right. I'll go back over to uh, Quinn and say, Quinn, there's quite a big crowd here. Um, maybe uh, you could make some real coin if we did another performance. What do you say? Uh, Quinn's like, oh, you guys, you guys are up for that? You just came back. Like, you sure you're good? Oh, yeah, I'm always good to Amazing, Maximus. If you want to make another ten gold, absolutely. I will. I will happily support. You know what? Don't worry about your meals; they're on me. And he pulls out two gold coins and just hands them to you. He's like, "No problem. I'll cover them." Quinn, uh, I think he prefers being paid in copper. You're not there. You're not there, Quincy. (laughs) Thank you. Going for that. Um, He hands two gold gold coins out. He's like, don't worry about the meals tonight. He's like, you know, um, if you guys want to need to buy some drinks, like, you know, I can keep one of the gold and you can have a few on me. No problem. Ten gold and, and call the meals. We're good. Yeah, I mean, I'll do a couple of uh, like a couple of sets and we'll have a drink between sets for sure. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. You can get a free drink during, in between sets. No, no big issue. And uh, th- those meals yet? Those meals ready yet? Yeah, they're just they're just hungry. coming here. So, okay, sweet. Uh, just send them yeah. to my table. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And uh, you see Quinn put the two pieces, two gold coins in front of you. I'm assuming you grab both of them. You grab both, Maximus? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. they're in my inventory already. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Maximus turns around and walks back to the table and sits down. say anything to your group maximus hey uh hey crew uh i got some meals on the way um and later we'll do a set together what do you say you guys up for uh some performance uh quincy gets out his gazoo starts blowing on it <laughs> maybe the kobolds could be backup dancers the kobolds all turn to you that's a dancer They're asking us? No, they're asking smoke. They're asking smoke. Oh, you just jump up and down and move your legs around and hop. Can I see what that looks like, smoke? And I I do it. (laughs) Just be your sexiest self on the stage. I whip my mane back and forth. 
You whip your mane back and forth. I whip my mane back and forth. <laughs> a real fantasy character for Gord, eh? Huge mane. As you guys are having this conversation, Horus comes forth with huge platters of food and, and some plates sets the two platters on the table and goes and distributes the plates to you guys and this big meal of uh, potatoes and knucklehead trout a bit of gravy on the side uh, gets to your table and the kobold's eyes just go wide they've never seen fish this big two good sized kokanee sized knucklehead trout sitting on the table cooked to perfection, uh, big bowls of potatoes and uh, some gravy on the side just to help it all go down. Guys, take this time to eat, relax. Uh, During the course of the eating, um, the door opens and Horace Mastu comes in. Uh, Everybody turns and kind of waves and all cheers. As the speaker comes in and Quinn's like, oh, Oris, it's good to meet you. Good to meet you. and uh, Good to see you. Uh, you finished your business. And uh, Oris is like, yes, thank you. Uh, just just give me a, a, a meat and uh, just a little bit of food and I'll be over there. I've got some stuff to eat. Quinn just nods his head. And Oris walks over to the other corner. You all see him. Maximus, go get him. This is my chance. Sure, yeah, I'll I'll go over there and talk to him. Are you going by yourself? Tell him to come sit with us. Uh, I'll stand up and uh, and wave to Orm, uh, Oris. Oris, yes. I'll be like. Um, Horus, it's uh, it's Maximus in the miners. We've got some good oh. news. Come join us. He's about to sit down. He's like, that's right. You guys were out. You're back. You're back. And he sees the cobalt. He's like, um, everything's good. Everything's oh, yeah. good, right? Oh, yeah, everything's good. Um, yeah, he takes his stuff. And he sits down and joins you at your table. It's like, it's good to see you all back. Uh, I got worried after it was a full day. Well, you know, it uh, was a lot of work clearing out the mine, but uh, we were able to clear the mine of all the monsters and uh, the cobalts that were down there. um, That's that's great. They've agreed to uh, work um, for a small fee um, and living allowance uh, to be able to uh, just live in the mine. And and Zerg pipes up like, yeah, we're, we're great workers. If we can stay in a warm place like this, or even the mine, I don't care. We just want to work and, and eat and live in peace and just be warm, not outside and cold. Horace is like, oh, oh. So it was just, just, just these cobalts were in the mine and there was some other stuff that you dealt with. It's all good now. Yeah, it's all good now. We're um, we're here to collect. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go out first thing tomorrow morning and I'll, I'll just check into the mine. I'll take a few guards with me and, and we'll go make sure everything's copacetic and 
and we'll settle up in, in the afternoon. It won't take that long. Oh, uh, by the way, you might be uh, wanting to uh, repair the uh, 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 walkway over the pit on the first level. Uh, oh, and be uh, 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 very careful when you go across it. Oh, there was a bit of damage, was there? Yeah, yeah, a sabotage. Oh, and you kind of see the, the cobalt's ears kind of just like slink down a bit, and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're sorry." Tracks told us to. And Oris is like, "Tracks," kind of looks at you, Maximus. Tracks. Yes, Trex was, um, he was one of the people that we had to dispatch. Oh. And, and, and Zerk pipes up. He's like, yeah, we threw him into the hole in the middle, and then he went down. He's gone. And Oris is like, feels like something happened in between there, but he's like, don't really care so as long as everything's good like you know i can pay you tomorrow afternoon no problems with you guys everything's good what was the amount again it was 50 gold it was it was super appreciate i really appreciate you guys going down there um no, yeah it was no 50 other... gold plus expenses right that included all the uh, expenses maximus it's kind that um but you know it's tough times in these days it's you can see it's been winter a really long time outside. You guys haven't seen Torga, have you? Joe, have you? Your group? I tried to buy torches from her once, uh, two days ago. She's like, yeah, I got a, got a nasty note from her. Specifically about you guys. Really? Can I see the note? No. That's my business. What, it's quite all right. What did she well, say? Yeah. She said that some funny business happened with you guys. She made some threats. I had to look into them today. What did you Forget find? It. Sorry, it's just town business. It's just... just you seem to... You seem to... You seem to ask us questions about it, so why can't we ask you questions back? The questions I had had to do with the town, just just had to do with a few of sources that, you know, lived in the town, and I had to check in on them. Looks like she was just trying to flex a bit of power. So, I was just going to give you a heads up. She is looking for you. We're in a pretty easy to find spot if she wanted to find us. She's not here. She she left you, it on my door. Do you do you know which town they've traveled to from from what we've heard? They, they do their travels and their selling, but do you know which way she went off or I, I know she went south from here. So probably to Targos. there I don't know she travels around a lot so I mean if you guys move quick definitely gonna run into her again or at least she'll run into you I can guarantee that just keep your eyes about you you're good people you took care of this it was a big thing for us 
I'll be sending word to Bryn Shander and East Haven about you guys, just so you're aware. The only thing we didn't do is uh, the, we didn't travel to the bottom of the central pit in your minds. Yeah, we don't go down there. Don't go down there. It's whatever comes up, we kill or we run away. And last okay. time something came up, wasn't good. We lost a lot of miners. It was like a beak-faced creature that we killed and it's creature. I don't recognize anything by that. And he can kind of see him. He pulls out like a, a notebook and he's kind of writing some notes. Just you'll see it there too. The body's still there. Oh, the body's on the first floor as well. Yes. He writes down that down. Okay, it's on the first. We also floor. killed the leader of the kobolds because he was evil. Oh, oh, that was that Trex person. Yes. Okay. He was. Possessed by something. Possessed? Yeah, the rest of these cobalts are fine people. Huh. Just so something's controlling some him. And I scratched kind of a couple of bolt holes in my chest from where they fired at me when he says that. You cobalts aren't going to fight Actually, anybody now, right? I think now, they right? shot you in the ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> they did shoot scratch you in my the left and right leg. Yeah, I scratched the, bolt, the holes, the scars. I'll say to the Oris, I'll say, uh, it was pretty nice in there in the mines. It's uh, warm. Is it what causes the warmth down there? Oh, um, the farther you go down, we, we assume that there's a bit of volcanic activity, which is why the lake stays warm as well um, and doesn't always freeze over. Um, we assume there's something related there. Does the lake get warmer when you go deeper? The lake's warm? Smoke, you should go for a swim. I might. Well, and by warm, I mean it's not frozen. Still freezing cold, but it doesn't freeze. The middle part definitely stays liquid all the time. But it gets warmer when you go down? Nobody goes down. Oh. It's just cold. Get out right. of the water and you freeze. That's why people don't go in. Crazy land. It's fine. Uh, thank you for your work. Should I should I leave word with Grinshander and East Haven of Maximus and the Miners? Is that what you're going to call yourself? That's what we call ourselves. I sneer. <clears throat> This is the only opportunity I'm going to get to give you guys to change this path. Okay. You will now be known as Maximus and the Miners. We will talk about spelling when we're done. <laughs> Look at that. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, or as Matthew, uh gets up from the table and he says, thank you for your hard work. Much appreciated and bows and says, uh, I'll be taking my leave. Uh, I'll be leaving at first light tomorrow morning. Um, I'll meet you here for noon, probably. probably Perhaps we should have a deposit for what the work we have done. It's fine. What about the kobolds? Are we good with employing the kobolds? 
I'll have to talk to a few people from the mining group. Um, okay. Well, there there's a finder's fee for the uh, the workforce that we've just uh, brought on. Well, uh, well, considering the mission was to go and deal with the kobolds, I feel like that covers it, Maximus. But I, again, I will talk to the miners. I will get back to you tomorrow at noon. But you're already talking to the miners. That's not our name now, I guess. Don't worry about him. He's not that smart. I I, I thank you again for your time. Uh, I will see you tomorrow afternoon, everyone. And uh, Horace bows again and says, thank you, and turns with authority and leaves your guys' table to go back to his Quinn has his meal and everything sitting down. Uh, Oris thanks Quinn, and you see Oris pay for his meal. Um, and Quinn kind of walks over to his guys, just cut him some slack. He's in, in a bit of trouble here in Termaline. Word to the wise not everybody likes Oris. He's working hard to keep us all. Move motivated and uh, pretty sure it's all his money paying for this. So I like him too. Just cut him some slack. He's good. Um, Maximus and the miners. Um, no, no. Disagree. Just, just Maximus. Um, whenever you're ready and you're done and you feel comfortable and, and you want to start putting on your show, feel free. Um, just let me know, and I'll kind of clap and get everybody's attention, uh, so just that everybody knows you're coming on. I'll get everybody's attention. Oh, oh you'll do it. Oh, perfect. Thank yeah, you. if I if I've uh, eaten my meal, then uh, I'll turn to the group. I'll be like, "You guys ready? We're we're going, we're on." I'll, I'll climb up onto the stage and I'll do a a roar. You see that everyone just kind of like stops and the kobolds. Besides, you jump and hop in fear as like they've heard this before, but definitely more volume this time. Um, it is time. It is time to listen to Maximus. Maximus, take it away. How was that? Maximus. Was that the good? Was that the good? Was that good, Maximus? Maximus, was that good? Such a bad accent. Okay, well, I'll take the stage. I just, is anyone else going to join me up here or is it just me? Play my horn. It's only one note though. When you start singing, it's just. Maybe I should hold auditions. <laughs> that could be the next episode. I, I, I shuffle the kobolds up there to show them, like, start dancing over there. I think they're afraid of you. They won't come any closer to you. Oh, Quincy, why'd you roll so well? <laughs> I got three. Um, so I'll take the stage and I'll I'll sing a, a little ditty. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Smoke ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. No, no, no. It starts tinkering around, and there's the sparks coming out of the little boxes. Cass pressed the digitation a couple of times to have a spray of little fireworks going around. 
Nice. He was looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on his forehead. Some sounds start emitting from one of them. Smoke and smoke is tapping his feet. Yeah, you can see all the people are kind of like paying attention and clapping to the rhythm. Um, you do notice, Maximus, during this time that Oris is very focused on his meal and is just eating his meal and you see him look up every now and again and uh, doesn't pay too much attention he he appreciates it but he's not sitting back and going just like watching the show so with that performance check um, you can give it to me with advantage Quincy got a 20. Hey yeah. now, you're an all-star. Oh. Get the game on. Let's play. Hey, that's a 19 performance. I'll look Perfect. over to Yeti and I say, he's singing about me. You're an all-star, Smoke. Yes. Um. So with that, the crowd cheers and uh, Exuan is like, and they want more. Uh, You'll continue that song and other ones for the next half an hour, 45 minutes uh, to finish your first set and, and thank the crowd. And uh, do you want to say anything before you get off the stage after your first set? It's all ever. Uh, it's Maximus and the Miners. Remember that name, Maximus and the Miner. Everybody I play my cheers. horn when he tries to say that the whole time. He's like, Maximus, and I'm just like, <laughs> censored. And the horn blares, and Maximus stares at you, and as soon as you take a breath, he's like, Maximus and the miners, and then the burr happens again. Everybody knows you are already the Maximus and the miners. They're aware of come back and Quinn drops another drink at your table. It's like, Thanks again, man. Super appreciative of this. Um, you have your drink, you rest up. We'll go once more for songs and then wrap up the evening. Um, Maximus, you take notice that as you're starting your second round of your set, um, Orist, um, gets up from his table, waves over to Quinn, and uh, as you're getting up, he waves to you as well and says thank you. And, and doesn't shout out, but you can see the gesture and the recognition there. And thanks you for your hard work and see him leave the leaf lamb. So you're back up for your second set. Okay, the second set, uh, I'll take the stage and um, <clears throat> clear my throat maybe uh, pull out my guitar and uh, accompany myself. As he's, as he's clearing his throat and doing it, I'm, I'm catching up on the nonverbal cues. I'll cast prestidigitation and like start snuffing out any candles and everything. And then light one candle in front of him, like right in front of him with his guitar. Or his lute. Okay, I, hope now I'll start I hope it's a power ballad. 
Yeah, I'm plucking away. <laughs> Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be damn because I want it all. Started out with a kiss? Yeah, yeah. Started out with a kiss. How did I end up like this? <laughs> uh, yep, go ahead with your your performance check with advantage. Ooh, that's an 11. <laughs> Something about maybe the dim light and maybe the song you chose. Uh, not everybody. It might not have recognized that. it. You know, yeah. it's not, yeah. not that popular. And that, so. that was with advantage. 11. Yeah. Oof. Those are some singles that you rolled. Um... Yeah, they maybe didn't like the tune or the melody of it. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't for these people, but uh, you kind of wave and finish your set, and, and you're like, yeah, it's Maximus and the Miners, and everybody's like, they kind of like, they're all doing their own thing, not really paying attention from the set. And Quinn walks over, he's like, sure, you're all right. Like, you know, didn't really. It was okay. It still sounded good. Some people liked it, but you know, it was still good. And he drops the bag of ten gold. He's like, you know, it's appreciated. Anytime you want to come back here and play, just let me know. But maybe don't play songs by the Killers since we're being accused of stuff. Targa <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with that, but thank you. Um. You guys finish your meal. All the kobolds are like, so do we go back with you now or do we stay here? You're on your own now, boys. Um, can can we rewind a second and sure. can Ponto attempt to sneak out as Maximus is starting the song and see if he can follow uh, Horus? So... I would want to do the snuff out the candle so it's nice yeah. and dark mm -hmm. and give him the candle for the, the ambiance. And mm -hmm. then I would have attempted to make a beeline out and see if I could uh, track which way he was going. Um, sure. Give me a perception check when you leave the uh, blue cloud. It's not very good. Um, that's an eight. It definitely uh, dips out of your eyesight, and you're looking around. He's like, you know, he just left here, but you don't see him. Uh, I'll I'll wander around for ten minutes and sort of like circle around the block and see if there's any anything that I can pick up, and if not, I'll head back in right for the the end of the set. You'll be staying out there for about a half an hour then. Well, part of the way through the set, I'm not going to wander around for a half hour. Yeah, you can wait 10 minutes, but if you yeah. wanted to wait for the end of the set, it would yeah. take a half hour. So I'm saying like, you want to just like, slip back in. Yeah. So during the time uh, Maximus is upstage, you guys see Ponto scamper off. He's like, oh, I'll just be right back and just runs out quickly. Uh, shortly after Oris has left, and uh, tw 10 minutes later, you see him pop back in. Um, 
and he joins your table again and Maximus continues to play and everything else happens as has said. Maybe he um, really does need the miners, you guys. He's not doing that great right now. <laughs> yeah, I think the um, horn really adds a lot to it. <laughs> Maybe it's too um, dark and he can't see his music. It's the kazoo. I'll put some I'll put a bonfire at his feet. <laughs> I'll definitely warm the place up, maybe a little too much with the wooden building. He looks really unimpressed at us right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Maximus finishes his set. Uh, Quinn comes over, pays him, and you guys are left with the question of what are the kobolds doing? I'll uh, take him to the nearest kind of winter outfit shop and I'll buy him some coats. Um, nighttime? It's nighttime outside. Oh, no, no shop's I, open. I won't be doing that then. Yeah, nope. do you have an extra coat and could maybe two kobolds like could one stand on a on their shoulders and just use one coat? <laughs> I don't have a coat. Someone's been looking at the art. <laughs> so I'm looking at art all night. <laughs> yeah, sure have been. Um, the kobolds are like, well, it, we're going to need to sleep somewhere. And Quinn is hearing this. He's like, it's okay. They can sleep in here tonight. It's oh, fine. okay. I can, I can shelter them for the night. It's fine. Do we, get, uh, do we get a vibe that there's anybody that would attack them, like racial problems or anything? No, you can you can see that the miners are like they're kind of like hesitant, but not aggressive. They're not aggressive. They don't want to mess around. Like they they ran away when they saw them. Oh. Uh, they came in with you guys. Quinn says that they can stay here. I'll put them to work, and and they can they can bed down for the night. Well, I'll introduce them to the miners, just so that they can kind of you know. These these guys might be working with you pretty soon in the mines. You all have to get along. And, and the group of miners at the table around, they're like, yeah, we saw them. That's why we left. It's okay. As long as they don't hurt us, we won't hurt them. I'll look over at the cobalt. And Zerk just sounds good. Happy times. Um, Quinn says, thanks for uh, the work tonight, guys. Uh, we'll be shutting down in the next 10, 20 minutes. If you need another drink, let me know, and we'll go from there. Thank you for your work. You guys shuffle out of the blue clam, maybe after one more drink. To expedite things, are you guys going to the east side in? Yeah. So you walk into the inn and uh, scroll down because I don't remember her name. Marta. Marta uh, sees you guys walking. He's like, oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Um, you guys are back for another night? We are. Oh, you. Yeah. Uh, do you just need the same amount of rooms again? 
just I think you said our rooms would stay prepared, right? They are prepared. Um, we just need my room little, again. Yeah, we just need a little bit of gold, and you can stay one more night. That's no problem. Yeah, he just made a bunch of money on performance, so he's banned. Oh, five gold. Yeah, five gold will more than meals in the morning and everything, and 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 I'll make sure you guys have hot water again in your room, and you can you can towel down. Successful, successful work in the mines tonight. Okay, I'll toss her five gold. Thank you. I'm going to sleep with Quincy the same way. I'll put our bed up against my bed against the door. And probably have to move it five times during the night. Same thing as for me. I told everybody last time there is a uh, hunting trap set up, sprung in front of my door. Don't open the door. Um. So you guys all bed down for the night. You're a little restless, actually, because you guys haven't done much today. You've rested, and you woke up, and you went to the bar pretty much, and drank and ate, and then went out of the bar to the... to the I Do some push-ups. That sounds about like what I did, actually, in real life today, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> eat and drink. Um, you guys bed down for the night and sleep. And you hung out with smoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will call it there for tonight's episode. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Perilous Pursuits. Be sure to check out our website at perilouspursuits.com for new episodes, news, and other information. In the meantime, go give your Craig Cat a walk, give your owlbear a big hug. Go play some D&D.